Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold, Dungeons and Doritos. Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama. A cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Boar. I'm Crystal. And this is Laval. Yes, we're very pleased to have both John Laval and Crystal Laval. Hey. Or Laval. The Laval. I, I, I inevitably always say your name slightly wrong. No, so I'm sorry cool. for the years of that that I've been doing. <laughs> no, we can uh, we could do whatever. I thought it was Lavalay. It's just too late to confuse the listeners now, so I'll, I legally am going to change the pronunciation of my name. We have Jehan Lavalay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yep. Le- 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 John Lavalay. Le- 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 that's what and they call me. Yeah. Cristal Laval. Correct. Yeah. I think I like it's Tristali. Yeah, it's in the same language as the as the dude from Twin Peaks. Anyway, if you're a fair weather nerdy show listener, you might not know these individuals, but they're always operating behind the scenes and have been integral to a number of our greatest hits, no doubt. John does a lot of our producerly stuff for the. He's, he's one of the most behind-the-scenes people we have, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And we have them here on the show today because they just got back from a trip to Japan where they did some rather unusual stuff involving Halloween Horror Nights. And, uh, well, we'll be talking about all that soon, along with all the latest happenings in the nerd world. But for starters, let's catch you guys up on, on what's been going down. Last episode, we, uh, we spoke with our SciTech correspondent, John West, about some chemicals that he ingests that allows him to cheat death and Bor, you've been playing around in that particular little uh, playground. Yeah, yeah. After that episode, uh, after we recorded it, I immediately went home <laughs> to Amazon, and I was like, "John, give me those links." <laughs> and uh, and and he did. And so I I ordered them immediately. I had them about two days later, and I started ingesting these chemicals. <laughs> and uh, it's been interesting. Um, so far, uh, I had. I didn't have the the dream thing happen to me, um, but I have had that happen with another medication that I'm on. So I, I don't think that the, they canceled the, each other out. Yeah, I don't. I, well, I just don't think I could have more dreams right. as a result of this. But um, <laughs> you do look radiant. Why? Oh, thank you. Um, my energy level has been way higher. 
And awesome. The, the strange. Th- well, I mean, you can get that from caffeine, or you know, I've I've had that from other Aren't supplements. You, but before. you're null to caffeine. You ingest so much caffeine, it does nothing to you. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't. I've tried to stay away from caffeine again. Oh, well, I, I'm on and off with caffeine. But anyway, my what a my horrid romance. The biggest difference that I've noticed is that, and this could be completely psychological, but somehow I doubt it. But I, I've been way more motivated to do things. Like usually, I'll just be like, "Oh, I'll come home and you know, I'm I'm happy to just sit on the couch and and watch some TV or play a video game or something." But now I'm like, what needs to be done around the house? And and I'll just walk around like a robot fixing things. <laughs> Is and... it making you OCD? No. <laughs> okay, that's good. No, but it, it's just like I, in my, the back of my mind, I'm like, there's a lot of things I could be doing. Why am I not doing them? And and that is a completely new sensa- sensation for me. I've never really felt like that. I'm, yeah. I've just always been kind of apathetic when it comes to, I don't know, my surroundings. <laughs> like I've I've never been like a like a dirty or a uh, person or anything like that. But I'm completely fine usually with like a little bit of clutter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and now I'm just you know trying to improve everything. So and should we get be things done. buying these in bulk and repackaging them ourselves and branding them as vitamins or other products for from our parody nutraceutical lines? Yeah, maybe we can. I mean, we'd have to we'd obviously have to charge a markup and these Th- things are true. already kind of expensive. At least 75%. Um yeah, I mean, the maybe the ones more. the ones that he linked me were not cheap and <laughs> with the current dosages that I'm taking, I think it's going to be about uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 35 a month. Well, that could be worse for for those two things, and then you know I started reading more about them, and I added some more in, and <laughs> oh no, you know now now I'm just taking a bunch of pills. The rabbit Hopefully, hole. it's going to make me healthier. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, know, was, you was, never know with these things. That, but so far, it's going well. Boy, our conversation from the prior episode about that one sequence in the Dr. Seuss book, "You're Only Old Once" with the pill sorter machine, uh, and and us in- inexplicably doing that at being thirty-ish. And uh, that's mm. that's seeming to be extremely true on your part. You know, I was going to yeah. say when I saw you, I was like, you know, you look like a super soldier. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, well, they haven't strapped me to any tables and injected me with anything. You do yet. have a barcode on your throat, though. Yeah. Well, maybe I mean, that's why you're not dreaming. I was Actually, hoping it, you wouldn't notice that. It, 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 <laughs> I put a little bit of makeup over it. In all seriousness, here, your, and... your skin's kind of like uh, it has like a healthy flush to it, right? <laughs> it does. I I mean, like it's got is. color. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, for, for the listeners, they, they probably think that they're being sarcastic, but, no, you know, I real. usually do look like a complete, like, white, like the perfect white sheet of paper is what my skin tone is usually oh. like. Slightly porcelain. Yeah. No, you look like you work in the sun or something. Uh, I, I believe yeah. the shade is Arctic milk. Right. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm not really, I'm not really into colors or whatever. That's the, that's but... the Pantone name of the color. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the Pantone name was Boris Skin. Yeah, Borskin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of foreshadowing towards our uh, inevitable uh, pornographic, um, well, the, the orgy that's going to take place later right. in this episode. Stay tuned. Keep listening for that. Especially if you're into, <laughs> if you're into pornography. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I also understand you uh, you took Tony's advice and picked up the Spider-Man. Oh, yes. I, I have been playing Spider-Man, and it is a fantastic game. I've really, really enjoyed playing it so far. And I don't even typically give a shit about Spider-Man. But wow. this game is really, really well made. Um, webbing through the city feels really fun. Uh, all the all the side quests and everything are, are really engaging. The combat is 
a little bit tricky, but once you get the hang of it, it's pretty fun. Someday um, I will know this bliss. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it is. And and part of it, I don't I don't remember if Tony went into it, but there's like this whole you could play the game extremely stealthy and you can go through instead of Oh, there's going, a Metal Gear Solid version? Basically, instead of going into a situation and just starting punching everybody and, you know, webbing them up, you can sneak around and just web them discreetly and then nobody notices. So, if I'm having problems encountering, you know, a group of enemies or something and they kill me, I'm like, "All right, well, fuck you guys. I'm just going to go stealth and you're never going to like land a punch on me." And, nice. And it's cool that you can do stuff like that. It seems it's, it's a very cool game. It really makes the open world very open, it sounds like, because every yeah. every aspect of it is open. All your interactions are open-ended. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's that's fucking great. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> makes it more fun that way. There's a, I just saw a video where this guy was playing the game, and then he sees a landmark, and he's like, I thought that looked familiar, and he pans the camera over, and it's literally outside his window. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I just saw it, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's got to be creepy. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I the one one to one recreations of the town you live in. Uh, it's one of the reasons that I'm just I'm dying for them to go back to Vice City um, with GTA, because you know the one that they presented back in the PS2 era was a cool facsimile of the premise of Miami. But I I would love to see a stomping ground I'm that familiar with oh, recreated like that. That's, that's from the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yes. that's a special thing. I want them to to help me time travel to my childhood, to the place of my childhood, to recreate everything from your couch. Yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll just I'll just uh, machinima some weird little art films in there. It'll be yeah. perfect. This is like a Black Mirror episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> I'll I'll take it. Maybe it'll be one of the handful of happy ones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to have access to all of your emails and, right. <laughs> and all of your social media accounts forever. Oh, and then they can mine that data and right. create this video oh, game. Oh, hey, for you. I, I have a, a a topic later in the episode about exactly this thing. Oh, oh cool. Uh, and how maybe we won't have to put up with that shit anymore. Nice. Well, yeah, but uh, hey. Another reason to stay tuned. Uh, as for me, I have been hard at work on the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, um, editing the core episodes, sending them off to Colin for sound design. So next month is October. We don't have a specific release date yet, but it is debuting next month and will come out weekly. Um, I've also been working on a number of Consequence Podcast Network programs or helping to promote them, not necessarily making them. There's uh, this is this is you know the Halloween season is coming up and we have a lot of cool spooky shows so. The Losers Club, our Stephen King podcast, has started their landmark coverage of it. They do deep dive explorations to all of Stephen King's work. And, uh, I mean, everything. They, they take on the book extensively and then always go to every single corner of, of the adaptations. Like, you know, you want to talk about Carrie? Okay, how about all the film adaptations and the musical? Like, the all the details. So, it, I forget how many parts it is. It's like a, a seven-part journey into it and every wow. version of it. So this is this is going to be pretty big. It's gloriously exciting. One um, of these days, I'm going to have to watch it. Really, you've never seen it? No, it's good. Were you trying to set me up for like a joke where I go <laughs> watch what? I mean, I mean, I was, but you made eye contact. It didn't work. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> broke the joke, John. Sorry. Oh wait. Okay. <clears throat> watch what? <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> um, that was that wasn't funny. Nope. So. In addition to that, uh, we also have the, the series Halloweenies, which has been running all year, and that's an exploration month by month of each film in the Halloween franchise um, leading up to David Gordon Green's forthcoming new film. 
So uh, that's that's been a lot of fun because I, I love the Halloween movies. And uh, to tie all of this together, our series Filmography, which is an exploration of a director's entire like catalog of work, is covering John Carpenter. Wow. That's, yeah. that's just started. And uh, What are they covering him with? Um, mostly like a, a combination of so, sort of like a low grade honey and some motor oil and uh, lots of uh, lots of fake blood, just kind of like spurts of it. And there's a fire background behind him. It's very um, it's very conceptual. That's gonna be so cool. Is it a Casio keyboard music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, he, that's yay, a really I'm strange in. combination of both low and high viscosity fluids. I don't even understand what you're doing. If, there. if you know a better uh, way to it's, coat it's a human, art. it's yeah. a sticky, yeah. slimy yeah. mess everywhere. If you know a better way to coat a human. I'm, I'm open to it. Please tell us. I mean, yeah, he signed right up. We actually do have a forthcoming interview with him um, tied into all this. So uh, nice. it's going to be fun. Um, and meanwhile, Mark with us, he is hard at work on the new season of Discography where he can chronicles an entire uh, 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 mu- musician or band's uh, work. And, uh, an entire discography, a full, a if you will. Yeah, oh. in, of one yes. form or in, another. In sequence, taking you through the full journey. Uh, in, go, you can go in a novice and emerge an expert. Well, we haven't revealed what season three is yet, but it is very cool, and he is hard at work on it. Um, so, yeah, lots of cool things. That's my, into my plug for a network that isn't this one. Sorry. Um, is it is it Donnie Marie? I cannot say. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't say. Um, is it a boreography? Oh, that might be boreshadowing. <laughs> it might. It might be um, another. A big thing for our network, for both networks, actually, is that we've moved to Acast. Our new hosts are Acast. Oh, which see, cast is it? Oh gosh, uh, you'll see a different player embedded on our respective websites. Um, that's not much of a change for you folks. Everything should be the same, but it. It, it should be mentioned that ACAST are super cool. Um, we're partnering with them in a lot of fun ways. Expect more in the future. They offer some um, some special features that a lot of other uh, podcast hosts don't, and that's through their app. They have a really good podcast app, and it's not just for shows that they host. It's for all podcasts. So if you've been on the fence of like, ah, I want to try out something different. I don't really like my app. Check out the ACAST app, and uh, you, you may in the future find special features there for um, programs from the Nerdy Show Network and the Consequence Podcast Network. I, I actually hate podcast apps so much that... I use when I listen to nerd show stuff. I literally use the Safari browser on my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's like I mean, it's just like because it's the only reliable way. And I just downloaded Acast uh, once I heard about it, just yeah. to check it, make sure we weren't hawking something like <laughs> yeah. crappy. Yeah, and uh, it's actually it's pretty it's pretty dang stable. I actually like it. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. rock solid player. I like it a lot. Yeah. And, and speaking of which, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, but um, you can listen to Nerdy Show on Spotify now. That's true. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, that makes my can, life easier. You can subscribe and listen on Spotify. On Spotify. Yep. Yo. Almost, almost all of our shows, but in the near future, all of our programming and, and this is new, all of Consequence Podcast Network's programming, programming as well. That's a little perk of being on Acast that we weren't able to get a hold of before. You mean all of our geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse? Yes. Uh, now on Spotify. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, the, all, all sorts of good things are happening, and that's one of the many reasons, aside from not owning a PS4, that I haven't played Spider-Man yet. Too busy for life. But every now and then, I do do something frivolous. It Gross. might be watching. T- <laughs> <laughs> do 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 It might be watching frivolously even. It might be watching television, and in this case, I've been really enjoying the new season of Venture Brothers. It's so oh, good. Yeah. Yes, it is. And and weirdly, a couple episodes back, they had um. They, they they brought back an old little joke of theirs of a, of a fudgy the whale cake from yes. Carvel, and <laughs> and and with that they had a a vintage commercial that aired if you're watching yep. the thing on television for a Venture Brothers Carvel cake contest. 
um, where they they showed a Brock Sampson cake that's using the fudgy the whale mold, but the the tail is his mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I need good. that in my life. I, I haven't seen that yet. I, I haven't even started watching the new season of Venture Brothers. So oh, it, it's yeah. there's so much stuff that's out right now, and that's it's on my list of things to watch. I'm just having this is one of the this season is so far one of their crowning achievements. It's back to so, season one. Good. Like Alec- wow. yeah. and every day now, Alexa wakes me up to Street Life. <laughs> yes, it does. And actually, it's spooky as it's, shit. It scares me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it should. Yeah, I, as I it highly, should. I highly recommend it if you have a device that lets you wake you up to any, you know, any song. You'll get well, out of bed a lot faster. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Um, I, I, they give you. They didn't explain this contest at all. Where you, it's not just the the Brock cake. There's also a monarch cake, the symbol of the monarch, and or Hank and Dean cake, which are basically egg shapes that are designed in their like their their faces going you know like making that dumb smile of theirs um so they didn't explain it they just had a 1-800 number uh i called it and i participated in this contest and i recorded that so i could share it with everybody because hey I'm, i might not win and if i don't this is the only thing i have to show for it Aww. and if you do win it'll be a nice little uh souvenir we'll eat it here on the show yes cake. oh you win a cake yeah you, you, yeah. you win the cake that you're Fudgy. trying to Imitate. Cake? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have Imi- said that. Welcome to the Venture Brothers Cake Hotline, the exclusive home of the Carvel Venture Brothers Cake Giveaway. Quantities are extremely limited. Please leave your name, email address, and a vivid description of you eating this cake in the future while speaking in the voice of your favorite Venture Brothers character. A chosen few will receive further cake instructions by electric mail. Thank you, and go Team Venture! <laughs> Hi, this is Cap Blackard. My email is and here's some words about what it's going to be like if I get a hold of one of these cakes. <clears throat> you want a vivid description? I've got a vivid description for you. Fact. The best things in life are enjoyed in the nude. Beluga caviar. Nude on a bearskin rug. Riding your butter glider. Bare as the day you were born. Spitting in the eye of God. The series finale of M.A.S.H., buck naked and sobbing. When you feel hot tears against your unclothed flesh, that's when you know you're alive. But I digress. Were I to win the Carvel Venture Brothers cake giveaway, I'd strip down to nothing but my resplendent eyebrows and monarch crown, get cozy atop the dining room table, and treat Dr. Mrs. the Monarch to a carnal feast. Creamy sweetness paired perfectly with my own bitter vittles. I'll concede that the coldness of the ice cream is a tactical disadvantage but no frigidity can withstand the heat of my loins and the mating prowess of the mighty monarch thank you very much <laughs> wow all right you win you win wait do i get to pick the win all right, all right. so now what Dude, we gotta i'm do... gonna make you that cake if you don't win you know help, i can help me write out one in dr orpheus and then oh. <laughs> yes it could be arranged <laughs> I can only do the hand motion, so for those of you playing at home, I just did the whole more. Uh, uh, My mind. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I can. Says, I don't know. Say something vague and warbly. I'm not even doing it. Wait, wait, warbly. Know. Yeah. It's more. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm doing it. Wait, you, you got a Doctor Morpheus? You gonna? I could. I could probably Morpheus. do. Morpheus. All right, here we go. I think it's the <clears throat> most likely thing. You have two seconds to prepare. Come go. on, do it. <clears throat> Talk about foreshadowing. In the refrigerator, there are two puddings. You may consume the contents of one of them. I don't know. That, <laughs> that was that's actually good, though. That's the best one off the top of my head. That but I that was do. good dialogue. Yeah. I also do a monarch, that's, that's, but I don't want to do That's a line I remember from the show. You know? I, I can't do any venture. I can do cosplay. I have a Triana cosplay in my closet. It's about it. R.I.P. Triana. It was nice while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I could probably do a Brock, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. no, that's kind of hard. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, a, right. that's a that's, that's a pretty a, difficult. Yeah, one. Patrick Warburton. Yeah, that's probably how you win the Brock cake. You know, I, I don't, I don't. Ex- oh, I don't ex- do you think? Do you think it's <laughs> there's a winner for every cake? I, I don't, I don't think so. But I mean, but maybe. I mean, if, if someone if someone came to them with with a amazing. Uh, Brock piece, and that was one of the winners. Then surely they would bequeath the Brock cake to them. And if and if say there was an amazing Monarch performance, then perhaps you would get the Monarch cake. But that's just you know it could be completely random. Who knows? I don't know. Wow. Quantities are extremely limited. So <laughs> <laughs> so who am I to say? <laughs> Apparently the Monarch. <laughs> you, do you do a Blue Morpho also or no? <laughs> <laughs> the blue morpho. Wait, that wasn't. No, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck mm. it. Anyway. Any, yeah, anyhow. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> you know what would be a really good one? Helper. <laughs> Just call, call up and start beep. Beep, 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 beep. I mean, if, if like, it's, it's basically beaker. The, the sound design for helper is really good. I, I don't. If you could, if you can figure you out how to replicate that sound. It. <laughs> yeah, just, just record it and, and like yeah, soundbar. Because it's not like the other voices where it has to be context sensitive. Just nah. speed beep back. <laughs> I suppose so. Anyhow, win a cake. You guys went on your honeymoon to Japan and uh, did something a little bit different from what most folks from America went. You know, we, we live in Orlando, Florida here. You guys frequent Halloween Horror Nights, but you we said, do, yeah. damn it, we're going to go to Halloween Horror Nights in Japan. Why did you do that? Because uh, we're addicted to Horror Nights? Yeah. So. <laughs> Nothing, nothing uh, gave me more of, of a thrill than thinking about doing a, you know, some buy action on our honeymoon. So we'd win a... Wait, did you say... Some buy action? Yes, yeah, buy, buy action. Yeah, buy hemisphere Halloween harness. <laughs> Yo, he tweeted it and everything, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buy, buy hemisphere, both hemispheres. Western okay. hemisphere, eastern hemisphere. I thought hemisphere, maybe you invited Japan, another couple. Orlando. Thought about it. Okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> but uh, Chucky was too small. Yeah. <laughs> so and those maid cafes—they don't speak English. I don't know. Really he's got a—he's got a pretty decent-sized fist for a man. He his does size. have a decent-sized <laughs> fist, for a man. His size. Um, yeah, no, it, it was really cool. And actually, uh, we did recently get to when we came back. We went to this Halloween Horror Nights. So it was kind of a culture shock because it's so different over there. It is. First off, it starts like at noon. Yeah. So actually, some of the houses even opened as early as like ten thirty. Right. Like the Cult of Chucky. Um, and some of those. So they have uh, Chucky over there, which is cool because we're doing Chucky here in one of the scare zones, right? Right, but not a house. Mm, but no, not theirs a house. is a full yeah. house, yeah. I, it, do, it, do we think that there's any need to perhaps describe Halloween Horror Nights for anyone who's not so, close to Los Angeles or Orlando? Sure, possibly? yeah, yeah. So Halloween Horror Nights is um, where the park, well, here, so it's Universal different Universal Studios. Here. So let me, start, let me start with the American Halloween Horror Nights because sure. it's a little more simple. Uh, the park shuts down. At the end of the day, about five o'clock, six o'clock, depending on what how late it goes, and um, the whole event, uh, the, the whole park becomes this Halloween event where there's things called uh, scare zones, where you'll find what we call scare actors. Scare actors are actors. You, you who, mean scare actors? Characters, yes. I was a character uh, once. Characters. Sorry. <laughs> and you have, to, you have to pay extra. You can't just pay yeah, the it's normal. A separate ticket. Right. It's a separately. Well, so here it's a separately ticketed event, and that's where the here in the, yeah, in the in other Florida and California hemisphere. Uh, I was a character the first year that they did um, Islands of Adventure instead of Universal Studios, which is not a thing they do anymore. And right. I was in uh, Toon Lagoon. 
uh, in a section, a street scare zone called Shrieks and Foons. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, I a, remember that one. Um, I was a abstract piece of geometry that would uh, stand up against a, um, a a tower that with black and white zigzags, and I would match into the tower, and then I would leap out of uh, of foam, uh, not foam, yeah. um, but but smoke, heavy smoke, and uh, I never got punched, which is great. That's awesome. So it wasn't the foam year. That, that they... it, it was. It was not. It was not. There was film that year, right, okay. but not where I was. All right, because I know at one point they totally buried Toon Lagoon in foam, and it was like cool and awesome and gross and creepy all at the same time. So the other thing is they also have houses. So what they'll do is they'll uh, use sometimes uh, the sound stages there or the queue of an attraction, or even actually right now uh, Shrek 4D, which is the most spectacular attraction <laughs> that they have. Um, the wait is ogre. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The wait is ogre. <laughs> um, <laughs> they use one of the theaters as uh, for the Halloween three house this year. Four, so, four. I Sorry. wish it was a ha- if they if Sorry. they gave Halloween three a dedicated house. Sorry. You could not get me there fast enough. So well, actually, they yeah, they talk about this. Yeah, uh, at a Q and A we went to, which we can tell about because it's on the internet. Too. Sure. They um we went to a Q and A with like Mike Arello and a couple other people from Horror Nights, and they said why they won't do Halloween three season of the witch because. They believe the movie was just released as Season of the Witch without the word Halloween. It would do so much better. It's I agree film. wholeheartedly. And that, yeah. yes, he's in it. They're watching Halloween on TV. It's on the TV if you look really quick. Yeah. Um, but selling it to the average fan from <laughs> anywhere. You're, you're catering yeah. to, remember, you're catering to tourists, right? I, no, I mean, I so. I know. I, I mean, they just, I, yeah, it's Michael the, Myers. The, honestly, the fact of them doing specifically a Halloween yeah. four house is mind boggling to begin with. Well, well, they, well, yeah. Michael Myers is shit. Well, Halloween is, Halloween is the darling IP as far as I can, you know, as far as I can tell. Well, you work where, the Halloween house. Well, you know, you it's like, it. like one of the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, anyway, so, so then they have houses. So you go through the houses. It's like a, you know, you can call it a maze. People call it mazes, but honestly, it's a, it's it's a guided there, path. There's no yeah. confusion. Right, no. right. And Not people, in the ones here. But people and, people jump out at you and, and you, you, scream. Know, scare you and you scream. And it's it's honestly the most immersive, really intense horror experience um, that you can do in these theme parks. Halloween Horror Nights has been the best running for years. Uh, but it has been getting multiple. increasingly like trouble just because the the, the crowds are the, the crowds are it's too, too big, big. Right. You can't, it's you, massive like if you, if you when you're using words like that immersive and so on and so forth right. yeah that was, does not apply i was gonna say that my experience i've only been to halloween horror nights once um but it was i mean it's florida so it was extremely hot well yeah. um well and the lines were ridiculous well, like that's, that's a the comparison short lines for you. the short lines were like two yeah. hours long right. and well, that was the short lines well, that's, okay, and that's then, one of the comparisons and like then here, once you got into the house you saw the same scare happen like three or four times in front of you before you walked up to it. And I just don't understand why anyone would willingly pay money for this. Because it's, 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 they've gotten better about the guest flow. So we, we went recently, we went through Stranger Things. We went last night. So, right. Cool. And, uh, and, and, um, going through Stranger Things was actually incredible. First of all, they have a Dustin. And it is uh-huh. like, it, it is like yeah, I would have sworn would... it was the kid, except maybe this person might be a half an inch taller. But I mean, it was like, holy crap. They have people who moved down here from the state of Washington to be in the Stranger Things Yeah, to house. be to like this one like person. The chick, the chick who's 11 did the open casting call, came all the way down here. <laughs> they cast her on the spot. They said, here. you have to shave your head. She pulled out buzz clippers and shaved her head in front of her. Right. So, <laughs> so the whole thing, so the whole thing Weird. is this, there's this whole, there's this whole thing about it. So, um, so that's kind of how it happens here, right? You go through the maze, you pop out the other side. In a giant conga line. It's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a conga line, but it's, and it's good though. I think they, I think they do a good job. You know, it's, it's, it's probably the best set design and, mm. and, and decoration things in Japan. 
completely and, different. <laughs> not only do they not charge you for Halloween Horror Nights, but they also have some family-friendly stuff during the day, which is cool. They had Minions and Snoopy. Trick-or-treating and, for the kids. And yeah, you're uh, allowed Sesame to wear Street. costumes in Japan. You're not allowed to here. Right, yeah. You can't wear masks or costumes or, how, you know, whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, for uh, for security reasons, because here it's a little more of an adult event, right? I mean, the, I, my understanding of the, everything you're about to say is really revolves around significant cultural differences. It is. It's, yeah. it's As a society, we can't trust ourselves. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. In, in Japan, it, Halloween Harness is a whole other beast, so to speak. Um, first of all, they have an, a fully immersive... Um, separately ticketed attraction, which we could not do because you were required to speak Japanese. And understand it completely. Because not only is it scary enough, but then when they're yelling at you in another language and you don't like you understand have to, what they're saying. You have to it do was what like, they tell you to There was do, like a lot right? of role playing going on and puzzle solving, but it was also a bar. It was called Hotel Albert, which was supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah, it was it's Hotel yeah, Albert. Like it was like a VIP experience and, yeah. and uh, it looked really cool. We saw it from the lobby, but that was about as far as I got. Um, and then the houses are done differently where... For example, we went into the cult of uh, the cult of Chucky, which was fantastic, by the way. It was great. Based on um, the concept where uh, there's all these victims or people that are, you know, like uh, scared of Chucky. And there's a doctor who's there trying to get them over their fear by using the good guy doll and saying, look, see, he's not so bad. Uh, but then, like, it gets really weird where he starts drugging people and um, they start becoming, uh, for lack of a better term, a cult of Chucky. Like, right. Or disciples of Chucky. Because and, the doctor knows that Chucky is messed up and he's not just as cute as a little doll. Right. And so we're going through the house and we're used to just kind of the conga line thing. We go through the house. They did. They, they First of all, they pulsed us out, which was pretty About cool. About 12 people per group, which right. was really cool. And then there was probably a 12 people worth of bubble in between us. Mm-hmm. And you actually pretty quick when you're with 12 strangers, you become really fast friends when shit is jumping out at you. Even if you don't understand what they're screaming. And I mean, literally jumping out at you. I mean... They were coming up like from under the bed, and some people were like jumping oh. off these like, these top bunks. I mean, they were incredibly physical scare actors, and they get uh, really, really close. Like, and they they basically get you against a wall, so you can't move at certain points. Yeah. So we were walking through the house, and we get the end, and we get stopped by an operations person, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, th- this sucks because obviously something's wrong here, but um, but there was like an actor that was like, you know, this way, this way, this way, and we're like, okay, so we start we start going through, we get to the end, and there's a wall of Chucky dolls, literally like sewn to the wall and the wall starts closing in on us and i'm like oh okay this is like a thing so i turn around and literally there's like a person in a giant chucky suit with a chainsaw <laughs> who's now running at you not yeah like-, like literally i mean full like full boar huh <laughs> uh little boar shadowing there oh. uh running like running at us like 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 a football about to do like a football tackle and i it's just me and crystal and then like 10 uh japanese schoolgirls. And as soon as they opened up, they opened up this wall so we can get out. I went around this corner and I, I lost almost, him. I almost got like trampled. I, I, I couldn't find him Peter. because they just put, like through the wall. They went. I was in the back of the group. Somehow we got split up and I just look over to the right because where he should be. Nope. Gone. They just like herded him out this small little the, doorway. The, and I'm like, the wall oh, of well, schoolgirls is that- the wall of schoolgirls yeah, took school my girls. husband. <laughs> so that was that was what pretty- a way to go. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not that bad. I don't think <laughs> I felt like an, I feel like a real life anime. Um, <laughs> That's what it looked like. Did you get that blood drip out of your nose? I did. I did. I did actually. Yeah, that was all. The whole room just filled with blood from my nose. Um, and but it then, looks like flowers as it flies out of your nose. And then they had another house that was even more interactive. Oh so god, yeah, this one. This is called Silence in the Ghost Ship. They give you a ticket when you go in, like a ticket to like for like, the boat, like, like as if you're like you're going on this cruise. Uh huh. And it's supposed to be like a dinner, you know, ship kind of thing. 
And the whole sounds good. I want dinner now. <laughs> Afterwards, you want dinner while you're shaking back and forth. Well, on the boat. okay. <laughs> so, also, when they hand you the ticket before we get into the, the thing, they put their finger to their lips and do the shh motion, like you can't make a sound. That's what they right. keep telling you: no noise. So at the, all. the theme is that the house, this 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 ship, has been lost at sea, and it's finally come back, and uh, it's at port, and so you've boarded it for some gun. I know, like all horror movies. What the fuck? Are Why you are we here? Yeah, because like, we're stupid. Yeah. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> and there, all the all the actors have these. Um, it's a face with just eyes, but the eyes are closed, like 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 gouged out almost. Uh-huh. So for some reason they have fifty eyes, but also they're all like having to be poked out. And if you make a fucking peep, like a sound at all, all of a sudden like all these red lights blink and uh, they they bum rush you and water and shoots out of nowhere and, and, like, and like all this sorts of shits happening, right? So then as you're walking through, you have to be quiet. So there's these two girls behind me and they're terrified and they're grabbing onto me. My husband's I, evil. And I finally got away from them and I went like I kind of tried to throw my husband at you. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all this shit happened, and they got sectioned off for me. And I fucking swear to you, I didn't see them until we left the house. No, once we and, got in the last room, they all of a sudden magically appeared. Yeah, um, but, but there's but there's a there's a room there where it's a dining room, right? And you don't know where to go because the characters are wandering around it. So they're normally hurting you're, you in different directions. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so in that case, this one is actually labyrinthine. In yeah, nature. and yeah. with a lot of the yeah. the houses, we noticed afterwards that. There are multiple rooms that they're hurting you into so that way you don't back up into the other groups. Right. Oh, man, so when so you're good. in this dining room, there's yeah. like 10 round tables. So you can end up going around the same table three, four times because they're hurting you around it. Just you, not the whole group. Because now there's like six actors in the room and they're chasing you in different directions. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was really psychological. So it's like if you're holding on to someone's hand, yeah. they're guaranteed to split you up. They like they know to get you in. One person's way in the corner, once almost out of the room, and you're not getting out yet because they're not done chasing you around the table. Yeah. So that was that was pretty tight. Oh, they had an ending too. That oh we yeah, were, yeah, yeah. We were in this room, kind of looked like a parlor room, and there was two people that looked like they were dead in the chairs. I think like one was supposed to be the captain or something. Yeah, right? yeah. the captain, and there yeah. was somebody else who was like kind of half on a couch, and you couldn't get out. You couldn't see there was a doorway Could anywhere. Could you sit on the couch? Oh, you could have to sit on yeah. the person, but oh, yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, I, sudden, I don't know what they would have done yeah, actually. The door behind because. They had us like, in a hallway and they put us yeah. through these like French doors and they slammed them behind us and you couldn't get out. And all of a sudden, lights drop, come back on, the sirens are going, red lights are flashing and water's coming in from the walls. Yeah. And like you almost get soaked and everybody's screaming and all of a sudden you see a little like half a millimeter of light and you just get run over by little Japanese schoolgirls again. <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was actually, it was actually really incredible. Um, and, and it didn't stop there. Like that was the we we did that. It was wacky. It was beyond anything I've ever seen here in the states. Sadako. Right. So then we get to Terminator Two, and for those of you not familiar with Terminator Two, right? Yeah. Well, Terminator Two 3D specifically, right. the, the James Cameron theme park spectacle now no longer present at uh, Universal Studios. So I they, cried when it went away. They still got one in USJ in Universal Studios Japan. And so for these who don't know, you go into Cyberdyne, you're there to see the new uh, T100. And uh, the, the, what they call the Terminator. Sure. And you're there. If there's a community manager, her name is Kimberly Duncan, and she's going to show you. She's really proud. She's super. Yeah, she's super. And uh, no, she's, she's super. Sorry. And she's she's really proud of this video she cut together. That's basically a propaganda piece about about Skynet. Yeah, it's got like robotic butterflies. It's got a, a dude who can dunk forever because he's got cybernetic eyeballs. Uh, that dude is Shaquille O'Neal. You're right. <laughs> and, 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 fun guy. fact. Yeah. yeah, fun fact. Here he was in the Orlando Magic 
uh, uniform. Uh-huh. And in Hollywood, he was in a L.A. Lakers uniform. Oh. And over there, he's still in the Lakers. Lakers, because <laughs> they they like the Lakers. I don't know. Okay. Um, but it, so so he does this whole thing, you know. Uh, and so the video plays, and it gets interrupted by. It's supposed to be interrupted by uh, Sarah Connor and John Connor. Of course. Right. And okay. then they're like, uh-huh. oh, just kidding. We're going to blow your shit up. And Get out like, there. You're going to yeah. die. She's like, ignore them. Go inside. And then hilarity ensues. In this version, um, oh during Halloween God. Horror Nights, all of a sudden, it the screen starts to flicker in the pre-show. Like a broken tape. Right. And it goes uh, static. And a well pops up. And out crawls Sadako, who, for those of you who don't know, she's Samara in the American film The Ring. Yep. She's Sadako in Japanese. So in Japan. when you watch the video, it's a cursed video. She shows up and you have seven days and you die. You know, she calls like seven days and then you die in seven days. Right. In this version, uh, the lights went out and instead of Kimberly Duncan up on the balcony, it's Sadako and the lights turn out. She's gone again. And we all got herded into the theater where you ever the- heard 2000 Japanese people scream like someone's about to kill them. That's what we heard at that moment. My yeah. understanding is that, that, that uh, Ringu is the biggest horror film of all time. It is. It's and almost it's... like it's like Gone with the Wind, but for horror. Yeah. <laughs> it's still. Actually, it might. It, you know, honestly, it might even be like the Frankly, most popular Frankly, my film. dear, I don't give a. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we're there in the theater and Kimberly Duncan's up there. She's like, I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm, I'm assuming in Japanese. So she's speaking Japanese. So I'm just going to pretend that, you know, she says, sure, she's sure. like, I don't know what the fuck that was. So anyway, so she's like giving her presentation and all of a sudden the phone rings. Bring. And she picks up the phone and then it's whatever, you know, seven days is in, 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 in the language. She screams and then like uh, lights go out. Sadako shows up, chokes her out, throws her down, whatever. And then all of a sudden this uh, LN2, right? Like like nitrogen fog just rolls in over the entire theater. Okay, so this theater... Yes. For anyone who hasn't done it, it's a three-screen theater. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's large. It's for what was in T2 3D. It's a, it's basically it's a four. It's a very immersive 4D experience. You're in a seat that will shoot liquid metal on you, haha, <laughs> or uh, you know jolt you around. And so in this case, uh, something else is happening. They're yes. showing the cursed video from the ring, uh-huh. which means we're all going to die in seven days. Yes. And the fog rolls in over the theater, and as soon as the fog clears, there's Sadako, aka Samara, up on the stage. Like in the middle of the stage. And then the lights go off and they keep turning on spotlights and she's everywhere in the theater. Like right in front of you. So they must have like 20 actors, right? <laughs> but I've never felt so fucking paranoid because of two things. One, uh, it's one of the like, scariest movies I've ever seen. And two, I fucking hate things like in, in shows where the actors come into the crowd and try to interact with you. He'll them. never go see cats. <laughs> yeah, like cats. <laughs> someone's someone's going to break their leg when I push them off oh. my chair. <laughs> like with this, like as like Sadako's <laughs> popping up, they're still playing the stuff on the screen and everybody's yeah. losing their mind. <clears throat> the scary. girl next to me had her head buried basically underneath her friend next to her and she was sobbing. Yeah. I mean, full on <laughs> sobbing. I mean, I mean, I, I almost got like health services. She was like so shook. I lost circulation in my hand because she grabbed me all of a sudden. Doesn't know Straight me. Straight up stranger. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't feel my hand. This Japanese yeah. girl's going to break my arm off. <laughs> and when the lights finally come back on, nobody moves. Yeah. Because they don't know if it's quite over yet. Like the, like the operations people had to come and be like, hey, guys, it's Go, over. Get out, like, you shoot. can leave now. It's safe. I'm like, no, I'm but not leaving. At least half the people were crying. I know the lights are on in here. I'm staying. It's safe. It's yeah. dark out there. But it was really fucking cool. So not only do we get to see, you know, Cyberdyne once again, but. Yes. 
Yeah. But they reused a situation that they use yeah. all day long instead of like, yeah. oh, let's shut this down and send everybody home. And if you work at Terminator, you don't make money or your hours are cut. Or, or, or you have to work hard nights. I mean, that happens too. Or you have to go do something you don't do. Yeah. They took the same exact beginning and concept of the show and just flipped it into horror. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. You could yeah. say take the, the mummy ride presently and it has some very campy videos at the start and you could just retheme it a little bit make the ride spookier yeah you can yeah. it easily to see how easily they did that was great yeah and they they also did a lot of cool things over at um uh, tokyo disney also so we also went to tokyo disney uh-huh and the haunted it was mansion Halloween there also right and the haunted mansion ride there was converted into uh nightmare before christmas which i'm assuming now they can keep through christmas too so <laughs> that's very practical yeah yeah so that was so that was cool i mean they did a lot they do a lot they just do seasonal stuff better over there well they they certainly do seasonal doritos better. but it's but it's not even well, their true. thing it's not even like you know christmas isn't their thing halloween's not their thing they just do it better than us well they, they do appreciate it i mean uh they they recently they tried to uh, not so very long ago adopt uh, easter in terms of right. uh, snack foods and right. uh, Disney <laughs> does Easter now in Tokyo. Yeah. They do a whole celebration. They have the Easter bunny. They hand out little Easter cookies and the, candies the, when the, you walk the premise, around. The, the premise is seemingly like they don't really get it though because when I had when I, my interaction with the, with the Japanese and, and Easter and how they perceive Easter was a special edition Kit Kat that was carrot and apple pie flavored. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember eating that. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. God, I remember sitting around, the, <laughs> sitting around the dinner table on Easter with our carrot and apple pie and grandmother <laughs> So amazing. American. Yeah. Um, but back to Horror Nights also, the way they do their street atmosphere is a little different. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's street. Gro- wait. Street atmosphere. Street atmosphere. Street, street atmosphere. It's kind of like foreshadowing, but it's street atmosphere. Uh, uh, deal with it. Well, the scare zones, right? Yeah. So they're, well, they're, their scare zones are a little bit less like white line to white line. Like if you so, go into so, Universal so, right. here in Orlando, there's a lot of, you know, they're supposed to be straight, so there's painted lines. So the scare actors have to go from white line to white line, especially this year. I've noticed that, that they can't go past their areas. Uh-huh. Um, there, it's a lot more free-floating, but they still stay with their groups. Because there was, like, pirates. There was the cute but evil, like, this cute little kawaii girl in her little pink little leader outfit covered in blood with one eye hanging out with an eye patch and a pink chainsaw and she's gonna cut your head off I was and ter- giggle while doing it. I had a terror boner like nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please do me, but don't kill me, but I guess if yeah. that's the price... Do okay. me, do me, but not, like, in the Hitman way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, and also I know like they do more genre stuff for their scare zones uh, and their 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 atmosphere. So it was pirates and stuff, cute stuff. Whereas here in Orlando, greatest thing of all fucking time. And please, please, if anybody's listening, do a fucking house next year. Uh, Killer clowns from outer space. Wow, really? That one is considered their white whale. Dude, they dude, did not expect the they reaction. Have of the it. little clowns' ears fucking wiggle, just like <laughs> in the movie. He looks at you and he does his little ear wiggle. And it's the most authentic thing I've ever they seen. They put it recreated. in a very small spot because they didn't expect the reaction. And sure. it's gotten the biggest reaction over mm. all the houses, over all the scare It's the zones. coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Everybody's in love with it. It's, it's a big deal for me because my mom and I bonded over that movie. We watched that movie like every fucking week on sci-fi when it was on. <laughs> and and it was just like it, it was a thing for us. So it's it's cool to see in person. Yeah, that that's that's really surprising. I mean, you know, I wouldn't expect... Yeah, I wouldn't expect you know a piece of schlock cinema to to well to ever be picked up by Halloween Horror Nights at all for that matter. And it's got that really schlocky song too, the theme song. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Horror difference. Nights so. in Japan, they have themed food. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas like well, we, yeah. we kind of do here. Oh no, like, okay. Waffles doesn't count. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Not things, everything needs to be waffles. Every, everything's waffles. This year, everything you get a burger, it's on a waffle. 
You want desserts on a waffle. They have waffle milkshakes. They have waffle sundaes. They have waffle burgers. I, they have I, don't, waffles know. On I, a I stick. don't know about the burger do thing. They have blue, I think it's... blue waffles. They do have blue waffles. You should Google them. Just look it up and make sure, you know, double check for us. Yeah, Google okay. it. <laughs> but like, and, for, and just hit images. Um, for real, like one of the things they have is like they do a lot of like their Sanrio characters and like their minions and all that crossed over with class. Like, with oh, yeah. Fucking Crystal's got a fucking Chucky Hello Kitty. I love my Sorry, Chucky Hello Kitty. And I have the Bride of Chucky Hello Kitty, too. But she's home. Yeah. Um, they have like these little cream puff macaroon cookies. Yeah. But. It's Hello Kitty as Chucky, and if you bite into it, it's got red goo in the middle of it. That's awesome. I mean, like, and like a, a combination of Chucky and Hello Kitty would not happen here. No, and, and that's so like your your Chucky Hello Kitty purse is amazing. I I, I, I wanted them all. They had more because they had um <laughs> they had like minions as Frankenstein and things like that. Well, that's doable. Yeah, they're starting <laughs> to bring that over, but not as much. But like the, hmm. you can get Hello Kitty over there as anything like she was uh bruce bruce the shark from jaws she was um they're t-rex from jurassic park things like that and they're testing the waters over here with some of that stuff but Hmm. you wouldn't make her horror you wouldn't make her bloody and they made her bloody over there in the states we have a bride of frankenstein hello kitty now that walks around the park oh during halloween time odd but cool well it's weird that she's the bride of frankenstein because there's no established frankenstein in the sanrio universe (laughs) it's not bats maru Probably. Oh, that's a good because he already has the. We were trying to figure head. out like what Sanrio characters would be what class. I was gonna say. Monsters, so. I, I, I was. I was gonna say. What Cor- is Sanrio? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something. Sanrio, the, uh, uh, the Hello you know Hello Kitty, right? Sure. All uh, her friends. That's that's the the overarching. Okay, that's yeah. the company that makes Hello Kitty. I'm just gonna pretend that I knew that, uh, but I was <laughs> wanting you to clarify for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, good, okay. good. Yes, sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This program and all the programs in the Nerdy Show Network are entirely listener supported. So if you dig this show, if you want to see more of this show, you should definitely help support us in a myriad number of ways that I'm about to explain to you. Number one, Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdy show. We have a ton of special features there. Uh, we've just recently rearranged things. So at, uh, at $10 or more, you can do a monthly hangout with us um, where we'll talk about whatever you want us to talk about and uh, and chit chat with you folks about all the things that we're working on, even even uh, stuff that we're just not going to talk about publicly yet. That, Whoa. That happens often. Ooh, yeah. Um, Very nice. Are you going to talk to them about Call of Cthulhu? Yeah, probably. Yeah. The thing. I mean, I'll I'll, t- I'll tell them whatever they want to know. What about season seven? Holy crap! Uh, well, have uh, you said anything? Yeah, I mean, I'll make something up. All right, all right, <laughs> we're gonna set it. We're gonna set it in the seventies. 
Seven not, from the 70s. I'm not saying anything. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we don't know their Patreons. We're, we're, this, is, this is not the Patreon hangout. <laughs> Shut up, John! Another episode of Nerdy Show. <laughs> anyway, we have a new patron. Oh. We want to, and we have, we have a shout out to everybody. So, what's what's the word, Bor? Jeffrey Ali, 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 Ali. Ali. Fabulous he. Uh, he joins Patreon specifically because of Ghostbusters Resurrections, Burnham, and Walt's interview. Yep, our interview with the creators of the uh, Ghostbusters comic book. And oh, uh, nice. so he cool. says he's so happy to hear the show is not dead. Uh, it's been one of his favorites for the last few years. It's undead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters Resurrection went on an unexpected hiatus last year, but we've been recording the entire time since. Um, every now and then we'll publish a, a video from the studio on the Central Florida Ghostbusters Facebook page. And we just published a, a, a very short uh, community bulletin in, this, in the uh, Ghostbusters Resurrection uh, podcast feed. Um, but let me, hey, you're, you folks are listening to Nerdy Show light right now. Let me tell you what's up. Uh, they're, the, the guys are going to be at a convention in, uh, well, just outside of Asheville, North Carolina in October called AVL Scarefest. They're going to be playing games there. If you want to bust ghosts with the Ghostbusters from Ghostbusters Resurrection or play, play a scratch RPG game with the folks from RPG from Scratch, you should head to AVL Scarefest, which is October 19th through 21st. Um, and we'll link to it on this episode's page. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a spooky tabletop convention. Nice. Oh, really? Pretty good combo, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think those are the right people to show up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, also, we we make tools so people can play the classic, long out-of-print 1980s Ghostbusters role-playing system that is used to play Ghostbusters Resurrection. Well, a certain thing that we had has been out of print for a while, the franchise kit. We haven't been doing that. That's our, our equipment cards, our special ghost die, and the you can get those whenever, but uh, but the franchise kit gives you a certificate with the name of your Ghostbusters franchise on it. It gives you enough slime dice, uh, which are just D6s, but we, we have them. Previously, it was special green slime dice. I'll get into the future in the moment. Also, uh, specially printed player cards that have been stamped with the Ghostbusters certification thing. It, it's it's fun. It's just a little bit of extra flair for if you if you want to sit down and play this game with your friends, we'll give you literally everything you need and more. And that's the objective of the franchise kit. Well, we haven't done those for a while, but by popular demand, they are coming back. We're taking pre-orders right now, and our formerly slime green dice are now psychomagnetic pink. Cool. Whoa, just like the other sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe we'll do Black Slime if they ever go out of print again and this, come back. This sequel and then the other. Yeah, I, yeah, get, yeah, I got it. You see, the joke is... Stop! <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, full full details on the update in the Ghostbusters Resurrection feed or head to our, uh, our Central Florida Ghostbusters Facebook page. Um, so, Jeffrey, welcome... Thank you very much, and uh, your your contributions help make uh, the future of Ghostbusters Resurrection possible. Beautiful. As well as other fine programs like the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, which <gasps> would not be happening without the patrons. We have spent a lot of money on this show. Folks. Oh my goodness! Like it's it's uh, we're 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 we know we love it. You love it. We know that. So we are sparing no expense, getting shit done. The music sounds great. Uh, we pulled in some extra actors to uh, to help fill out the cast of NPCs. They sound great. So, um, I would really like to. I would like to hear it. I, I would like to know what goes on. 
Oh, interesting. Well, if you'd like to hear that, you can go to our. I, I don't think you even know about this. So this is the great, great inadvertent segue, John. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, on our on our Patreon right now, we have the first episode of Call of Cthulhu in a pre sound design mix. So this is all the raw audio assembled in order. If you want to get to know the characters and get a sense of what's going to happen, then you can uh, contribute to us on Patreon and hear. Uh, we'll get a sneak preview of of the series. Wow. That's more than I've gotten, and I, I, I was in the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're in the thing. In fact, on the on the Ghostbusters thing, uh, Josh LaForge spoke about his character. So, what what should people know about your character, John? Um, <laughs> you mean the incredibly resourceful hobo king? That's right, Oswald Sinclair. Yep, that's that's correct. Yep, that's all I got to say about that's him. All, okay. Oh, oh, also, um, him and uh. uh LaForge's character uh, have an incredible bromance. I don't want to ruin anything, <laughs> but if you like LaForge's character, this is going to be the uh, buddy cop movie where two guys aren't cops, but it's kind of like that kind of dynamic. Um, the best the best you've ever heard in your entire life of any medium. <laughs> oh, God. Including Bad Boys 2, my favorite film of all time. <laughs> okay, that's a tall order. I hope you haven't uh I hope you haven't I hope it just now. <laughs> Every, we're gonna find a correlation. Whoever heard this was also disappointed in my character at the same time. So, no, no, no. I, it's think, been, I, no. I, I think Oswald Sinclair. Sinclair. Um, do you mind? Uh, Thank you. He he has a very he's a he's a very important figure in this particular show. And you know, actually, we've got three cast members here at this table. There's uh, myself mm-hmm. and and also Bor. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really glad that you didn't single me out and roast my character though, because <laughs> I wouldn't want to accidentally throw some red herrings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think maybe Cap's just too chicken. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, hmm. that's all we'll say for now. We've done we've done more than enough. Uh, if you would like to get a a more a richer, fuller, but still not quite complete taste of things, head to our Patreon. <laughs> um, there's other ways you can contribute. There's one time donations. Head to pay, nerdyshow.com slash support. Also, if you want to support us via no monetary exchange of any kind, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or specific episodes on Podchaser. And one of our longtime fans has uh, been doing us a real solid and actually making thoughtful reviews for each and every recent episode. And this is Kausabalu, who uh, reviewed our our prior episode that we spoke about with the pills and the Spider-Man and all that, age and beauty. And um, (laughs) first, I want to issue a personal apology. Kausabalu, I am so very, very sorry about using the wrong pronouns for you. Uh, I, I of all people, should know better than that. So, um, anyhow, uh, here's what they wrote. Did you ever wonder what pills to take to live the life of a forever person? <laughs> this episode of Nerdy Show is for you. Right on the heel of a hurricane, the show quickly descends into the more manageable chaos of a Brandonless episode. <laughs> the crew <laughs> talks about a range of topics ranging from life extension drugs to Spider-Man to cult horror, all while keeping on brand... And, consist- and a consistent tone of comedic quips and tangents. Thank you God, very much. God, I'm all self-conscious about this episode. <laughs> yeah, what, no, are they, right? what are they going to say about you, John? <laughs> uh, please keep Lavelle only on the episodes we can't hear. Oh, no. <laughs> That's sad. There'll be a whole series of deleted content. You mentioned that he lurks in the background. Keep him there. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please only let him be Oswald Sinclair and never himself. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's I kind mean, of... That's assuming that, that people like Oswald that's, Sinclair. That's true. We have to yeah, assume uh, that. He was kind of the star of the whole thing. I don't, know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't want to brag. Yeah, I don't want to brag, but... Uh, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyhow, thank you to Casa Baloo and absolutely everybody who supports us. Um, you're amazing, and uh, you make uh, you make cool shit happen. If it, was, it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing the cool shit. So, um, thanks. Wow. Thanks so much. Thank you. I know that was that was a less than grand. That was a less than grand thing, but but I got the gazimus. Oh, oh, yeah, so oh, yeah. so formal. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so the good place is back, and uh, I'm finally, oh, yeah. finally, finally caught up with seeing. Hey, don't worry, no no spoilers here, no spoilers at all. Um, but this is the first time that I've ever been current with the show, <laughs> which is weird for me being able to talk to you about it. <laughs> I know, I know. Is it normally, you just ramble about it, it, and then no, else? it's me having to hold my like. I'm like. I can't say anything. Because, you want to, but you can't. Because if you say almost anything about the show, like it's so easy to spoil things. Right. Yeah, because it never does what you think it's going to. Uh, the Good Place is a bizarre situation comedy from NBC about people who are dead and dealing with the afterlife. And um, I wasn't sure I was going to like it, but it turns out I like it a lot. The character dynamics are extremely well written, and it just gets stronger as it goes on. And as a Floridian, we're very well represented oh, uh, God. Yeah? by no. a character from Jacksonville. No, yeah, we I've are actually n- never seen or heard anything about the show. So, really? Oh. Yeah. I don't watch that much TV, and then when I do, I get behind really fast. Uh, it's it's great, but uh, let me just say that this is this is just another... another uh, mainstream comedy thing taking the piss out of a state that doesn't deserve this attention but jacksonville i mean i haven't spent much time there maybe it's accurate accurate to jacksonville i don't know i don't know all i'm saying is one of these days you and i we need to we need to get a get in a car make a road trip up to jacksonville and we need to find stupid nick's wing dump okay so (laughs) that's all i'm saying is this show on hulu uh yes okay kind of uh but it's definitely on netflix that's the key thing here because it wasn't because Hulu was only show, allowing me to see the second half of the second wow. season. What? So I wasn't able to start watching season two until it showed up on Netflix shortly before the debut of season three. Okay. Anyway, Netflix is probably the way to go right now. Hmm. And then catch up on it with the, I don't know, some other means. However you got to do it, it's uh, it's You can great. always figure it out. But here's Actually, the thing. in other countries, you can, you can watch the current season on Netflix. Oh, go to watch it while we were in Japan. Dude, we barely had internet when we were in Japan. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and and paper towels. But here, yeah, no paper towels anywhere in that country. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Everybody like keeps it. a towel in their bag that you just wipe your hands off and you yeah. like you go wash your hands in a public place. I fucking Everybody cried. has like little towels. They sell them yeah. everywhere. That's like their big number one seller in yeah. all theme parks and tourism yeah. or anywhere are these little hand towels you keep with you. I think that's great. I cried when I got back to America. Because he got paper, paper towel towels. machine. Yes. <laughs> Because nobody wants to use the heat ones because they're they no, don't they get blow, hot. No, they blow bacteria. So they just blow yeah. bacteria. So everybody yeah. has these towels, and like no matter where you go, you go from like the Shinchan store, they sell these towels. Uh-huh. You go to Disney, they sell these towels. I mean, can I get a Shinchan towel with a Mr. Elephant on it? Yes, you can. Uh, well, then, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, actually, what, actually, I think oh, we might have. Uh, they have a game we should have brought. <laughs> oh, we've got the Shinchan game. You put the balloon in his butt, <laughs> and then it's like everybody gets to pump the thing. Like, it's kind of like, like a little the pie in the face game, it, yeah, but it's and, a farting balloon the, game. The, yeah, the balloon fills with air, and then if you're the person who's the turn, it. yeah, launches. I usually it off only play latchkum, but you know, I would probably work that into my rotation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll bring it over. We'll Sorry, that sounds delightful. Anyway, it's so the good place. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So, so we're not going to say much about it, but uh, um, here's what here's what I want to say. There is a set design that they have in this show for a place that is between. Um, between the realms of the afterlife and Earth, the getting to the, a, a long walk that's getting to the doorway to Earth, and I am almost certain that this entire the aesthetic for it is one hundred percent the end of time from Chrono Trigger. Shut oh. the fuck up! Now you, John has you to. You didn't watch tell it. me anything about this. You knew about how long have you known about? It this? It literally just happened. It's the beginning of season three. How long did you know about this? Uh, a, a day. 
Okay, you've had 24 fucking <laughs> John lives for a chrono trigger, for those who probably don't know that. It's well, like, if they live yeah, every I, I episode, am, I was on the chrono trigger. I am pretty episode. sure yes. a bunch of stuff happening in that very short sequence is oh is that it, it's got it's got the sort of like steampunky wrought iron bars oh, and the, the, the lamps and shit. I mean, it it's That's not aesthetic. It's not 100% the same, <laughs> but it, it's, it's enough that as soon as I saw it, I was like, whoa, is this really happening right now? John's I've never seen anything explode. else that looked like that. So Wow. <laughs> So I think we got some very geeky set designers at The Good Place. Is your head going to explode now, John? I don't know. Do we have to watch The Good Place now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but keep in mind, this is this is just something in the background. I don't care. It, it's, it's not of great significance, okay. but okay. it's cool. It's enough for me to hold on to. <laughs> yeah. The first two seasons. Never, sure, never sure. let go. Never let go. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, that, that's yeah, that. Great. But we still have to go to Jacksonville, you said, to go get chicken or whatever? No, wait, uh, What's yeah. the place called? Stupid Nick's Wing Dump. <laughs> Is this a real place? Is this from the show or is this a real place? I, we don't know. We have to find we'll out. We'll find out. We're going to find Nobody out. Nobody even Google. I want to go to Jacksonville. I have friends up there. Do, do people know things? Know I don't know. Let's find out. Stupid Nick's wing don't. Do people, people know people things? Great. What do they know? Let's find there out. There we go. There yeah, it is. That's the line. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Peanut Butter. Also, there's a there's a new season of BoJack Horseman, and it's great. Oh, the show only God. gets it's better. It's fantastic. I just finished it like last night, I believe. We'll probably blitz it tomorrow then. Yeah. It's really good. It's... Yeah, it, I I was kind of like left hanging. I mean, the the previous I feel like two seasons I didn't really connect with in a super strong way. But oh boy, this, I did. But <laughs> you know, but but for, this one, uh, yeah, I really liked for a show whose entire aesthetic is based on uh, Urban Outfitters T-shirt designs. I think that it is one of my favorite non uh, kid cartoon cartoons of all time. Well, let me just say this in short. Uh, there is there's an episode in the season that I think may be one of the single greatest uh, episodes of a sitcom of all time ever. Wow. wow, it's definitely my favorite. Nope, that's I almost lied. It's definitely my third favorite sitcom. Third. Well, first is Married Children, and then I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping I'm keeping the second open just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely my third for sure. Cool, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Seconds TBA. I mean, and granted, you can kind of say that about. Um, there's there is at least the past couple seasons there's been weird showstopper episodes that are decidedly different from all the other ones that right. are like wow i can't believe they did that right. like yeah a cartoon on netflix you're like what just happened there yeah. yeah so you know not not especially nerdy but i do love that show it's yeah. a it's it's pretty nerdy like they make some like very scientific animal jokes I, I mean, hey, that's the the animal jokes are the only thing that got me to stay. The first season, <laughs> I mean, I just I caught a little bit of uh, of BoJack because they they started re-airing it on uh, on on Comedy Central actually recently. Wow. Yeah, I, I somewhat censored, but I mean, it's like literally the only watchable thing in Comedy Central other than South Park. What else is there? <laughs> well, this was on just after South Park. They started airing. Oh, it then. of course, yeah. So okay. I caught a little yeah. bit of season one, and season one was was really tough for me. And I and I was reminded, oh yeah, no, I didn't just get used to the show. Or I mean, I did get used to the show, but like it was not it was not as strong when it started. It was really having trouble finding its legs. And the only thing that kept me there was I love the character designs. Um, really incredible artist. I forget her name, but um, but I've been a fan of hers for a while. And uh, all, all the background characters and everything happening in that world are just dazzling and fun to look at. But the animal jokes, the, the throwaway gags in between scenes where stuff was happening, I'm like, I hate all, the, I hate all these people. Why are they so miserable? <laughs> this, this sucks. This really sucks. But goddamn, these animal jokes are good. Fine, I'll watch it. And and then, then the show got better. <laughs> so, right, yeah. <laughs> It's it's deep. It is. It's very deep and, and miserable, but it's it's fun. 
<laughs> deep and miserable. <laughs> but watch it. Oh, so deep, so. Miserable. How many things can you describe as deep, miserable, but fun and watchable? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, uh, and good, not much, not many. Yeah, I really love this deep, miserable, but fun thing. <laughs> but we binge it and we have to watch it. Can't wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's kind of also nice. also it's kind of cheating because he is Will Arnett, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Bojack is literally I mean he's just it's like if Will Arnett had a reality show. I, I don't know. I don't I don't right? believe that I don't believe that these individuals are the same. I don't think mm. Will Arnett is Bojack Horseman. I really don't. Oh, okay. Kind of like in the same way that Jeff Goldblum is the master. Oh. No, but he is though. Right? I, I, having having experienced Jeff Goldblum in person as himself, <laughs> can I can oh, I can Hold confirm. On. Can you can you describe experienced? Um, just for our listeners, so that <laughs> we don't start any TMZ it, it rumors. Was, it was private between the two of us. Okay, never mind. There was a whole all right. room of people. All right, yeah, okay. no, he, he's great. Jeff Goldblum is exactly who you think he is. Apparently, I don't know. I mean, he was. It was a public. <laughs> it was a public appearance. He was on for sure. But like, right. but he's also very genuine, and that's the beautiful thing about Jeff Goldblum. He's extremely genuine. He's a real character, yeah. and and he just loves being that. We should all aspire to be our own versions did of Jeff you, Goldblum. Did you see the news that there was supposedly a show that's going to be produced that's just Jeff Goldblum? going around and touring like how things are made or like that's things. perfect and 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 he's oh just God. going to be like reacting why doesn't that exist them. already this I it's, like now. i just can't imagine watching him just being like befuddled befuddled and mystified by absolutely everything that he's being shown like I think that'll be a really fun show. It, it could be because he he is so appreciative of of just life itself, right? And, and right. he loves experiencing things that way. There's there's a great clip where he's wow. he, he's being shown pictures of tattoos of him that are Jurassic Park <laughs> themed, and it's sublime. I mean, he is he is just he's a one he he's he's really conditioned himself his aura into a very specific experience which is interesting i mean who knows what he's like behind closed doors but but the the character that he's cultivated as who he as an individual is is right. really remarkable and special and and very uplifting he's incredibly good in portlandia yeah which actually which actually like he, he he's, a, he's the proprietor <laughs> of like these stores one of them he's the proprietor of a of an artisanal knot store oh, i remember that one and yeah. this this couple's like looking for like a gift for somebody for something like maybe it was a baby <laughs> shot i don't remember what it was but like he, they, they, he's like showing them around all these different knots and then they're like mounted and he like brings them over and because it's you know well, like white gloves right? on and yeah. all that like and it's like, like it's jewelry or something yeah it's, it was a whole thing and i remember thinking myself like, you know i think portlandia is a good litmus test for if somebody's cool or not well, mm. if they can, I only watched a couple episodes and I hated it. Portlandia is extremely. That's how I know it's good. Yeah, Portland, <laughs> Portlandia, is, Portlandia is extremely complicated because it's it's not a show that I I laugh at or enjoy while I'm watching, but then afterwards people will always inevitably have a conversation about it, and it's the conversations that actually draw out the laughter and and the the connection between people, and it actually makes me very uncomfortable for that reason because watching a show that's not outright funny in and of itself. In in this very bizarre way that somehow they've managed to create over and over and over again, yeah. it's uncomfortable for me. I don't like it. But for me, for me, for I mean me, that's a pretty good description. Yeah, this, for me, a it's, a, it's more about like how it becomes a scavenger hunt later on in life. Like I see somebody like, oh wow, yeah, that's exactly that shit. Like that's exactly yeah. like the shit I, I saw mean, in Portlandia. Put a bird on it. Yeah, yeah but, but, but I mean, yeah. they, but they're so good at that 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 microscope of yeah, of, of people. You know what I mean? And and there's. Much like, you know, culture. Lot, lots of comedy programs that are revered, like, say, Saturday Night Live, which I think is a steaming turd, with notable exceptions. You, you and Chevy Chase. 
apparently. <laughs> like, there are yeah. notable exceptions. There are brilliant people on that show always. But, right. but <laughs> creating comedy in an extremely narrow window of time is an interesting challenge to do, but not good television. No, Co- I how, agree. Kyle McLaughlin's the mayor. In Portlandia. Yes. And that's beautiful. I'm talking about SNL right now. Yeah. Anyway, oh, sorry. so But, but uh, I'm saying you can appreciate parts of it. And most importantly... Right. Uh, I think the most important thing about Portlandia is that I'm pretty sure it's what allowed documentary now to happen. Mm. And for someone who appreciates uh, really niche, uh, older documentary films, this scathing parody of stuff that I love uh, in in the form of documentary now is very special to me, and I love it. And I can thank Portlandia for that. So at the very least, it's got some great skits that I'll always remember, and it's got this other stuff. Anyway, let's let's we're running out of time. Let, let's move on to something that, that's, that's more specifically attuned to the program at hand. Let's talk about how the guy who created the World Wide Web has a new project with the goal of decentralizing the internet again and fight for the users. Yeah. Okay, what does no. that involve? Uh, well, okay, so uh, it's, it's, it's Tim Berners-Lee. So he invented basically www. Uh, that he, uh, that he, crea- he had the first... Well, you don't even need to type that. He you just type the other word. Well, he implemented yeah. the first successful communication enter. between HTTP client and a, and a server via the internet. Okay. Right? So like he, he's, a, he's an old school web wizard. Um, <laughs> Did he have anything to do with gopher or waste? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, also don't know what that is. So oh, I, in the early days of the internet, there was more than just HTTP. It's true. There was Gopher, and then Waze, and then Waze. Well, yeah, I guess he was. The, I guess he was the HTTP guy. I'm, my internet just, history could be, admittedly, a hell of a lot better. Did you get this information off of news groups or <laughs> Usenet? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was on a muck, and I was just chatting with a random uh, person who described themselves as a uh, transdimensional shark, hmm. and he wanted to uh, to engage in some kind of uh, cyber sex, but I uh, I declined politely. By the way, Bor, politely, really, right? really yeah, quick good. before I forget, I reinstalled everything on my computer. I need your ICQ number again. Oh, um, actually, I do know that. It's 1563511. I have a very short ICQ number. Mine was 00001. Wow. I just gave my contact number out to everybody. So whatever. <laughs> you should log back in ICQ. <laughs> it's if you want to be friends exist. with me, I never does. log on. <laughs> so good luck with that. Yeah. Fun. La- ladies man 13. <laughs> See, but the reason I remember that is because it's so short. Like, I got into right. ICQ so early. Yeah, me too, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. And a little is a little flower. But anyway, so that dude's trying to bring back ICQ. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, totally. Uh, so he he's launched a, a startup called In Inrupt that has been he's been building in stealth mode for the past nine months. And the goal is specifically to quote decentralize the web and take back power from the forces that have profited from centralizing it. He wants to um, create a digital utopia where individuals control their own data and the internet remains free and open. So. Um, specifically, and I'm going to do a little bit of info dump here, uh, which is all me paraphrasing stuff that was on the website Fast Company. Um, Inrupt is built off of Solid, which is something that he's created. It's a decentralized web platform designed by him and other MIT people. Um, it, uh, it it's com- They compare Solid on, uh, on Fast Company to what Netscape one- once was, an easy in to the internet. And uh, it is de- the, the technology of it is fully decentralized, so uh, users... They, they they get an uh, an identity on solid, um, and uh, it, all their information is in a pod that only they have access to. Um, so far, none of this makes sense. But it sounds like, it, sound, all, all it da- sounds like an email address. All data exists within a personal <laughs> online data store. He, so, so he invented Google Drive. No one. Well, no, no, no. Because, it sounds because, like that. because no one has access to it but you. 
Like that's you, a thing. Like they're actually they're working on encrypted for, Google Drive. Oh, super encrypted. They're they're working on a thing that's that's uh, meant to decentralize the digital assistant technology. So to to create an Alexa that isn't constantly sniffing you for data oh, and taking you, advantage of. Well, that sounds good. So it's self-contained. Yeah, okay. Right. Exactly. So oh. their thing's called Charlie, which is probably a terrible name because many actual humans are named Charlie far more than Alexa. Though there are of course many named Alexa as well. Yeah, and also um, I feel like I feel like some some Vietnam vets are gonna <laughs> oh, God. be upset. Yeah, about. Not name it Charlie. Wow. Um, so, uh, so I mean, in theory, the, the goal behind Charlie is you could trust Charlie with health records, financial records, sensitive data. And that is what I want because I love dictating to my phone. I love doing voice commands with um, with Cortana on my Xbox because I right. still operate a Gen 1 <laughs> Xbox with the with the Kinect. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, I don't I don't trust these other services to do anything really particularly sensitive with it. I don't want to have an Alexa in my home, but I do, I, I, I can feel how much I would get things done with a, a digitized assistant or, or hopefully someday an artificial intelligence to help me do more. I see that future and I see how it would operate and I see how easily I could coast through that and do my jobs better and live a fuller, richer life by having this presence but i can't do it and i won't do it if somehow that could be taken advantage of by a third party you know what's really funny about this article that you've read is that it's basically the plot to the newest season of silicon valley is it almost identically wow well <laughs> that's uh oh. okay hmm. well the whole season's about trying to create a decentralized internet <laughs> that's separate from the regular well my judge uh, you're very topical <laughs> is this different is this different than tor or whatever it is yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. I was like, what, what is the difference between like fully encrypting your traffic through something like Tor and or a VPN and, well, you know, just here's, here's what I, anonymizing all of your data the, in some way? The difference is is the, the Netscape comparison. Because my understanding of those services are is that... Oh, you mean like, sorry, don't interrupt. You mean like uh, how CompuServe and AOL and all that were like, you know, where you had a keyword go and then it would go to a website. But it <laughs> I'm, wasn't talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking <laughs> no, no, about no, simplicity. But I mean, it's like a, I'm but talking it's about a, ubiquity. But it's about, but it's a closed service. I actually use ubiquity uh, wireless products. They're very, <laughs> they're very good. The, the, the point being that, that those, pros, those, those services are not for everyone. They're not for the web savvy. This is something right. that people can just use. Okay. Um, that's and, true. Uh, like you, you have to jump through some serious hoops, like for to install Tor, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. You have to like get install, download it to a thumb drive, and then install it through another thumb drive to no. like a thumb drive. No, no, no not at all. Uh, all you, that isn't a thing you used to have to do or something. That was like stuff that they recommended you do, so that it was like super anonymous. And, and just for 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 everybody, Tor is is a uh, like. Linuxy it's, desktop thing with the with no. The, it's how you buy weed. No, no, no. Tor, Tor huh. is basically it's similar to a VPN oh, where it's just I'm like an encrypted of, tunnel. I'm thinking of a service that uses Tor because Tor is right. They did have um, Linux distributions that by default use Tor. Yeah, I can't remember what, That's I'm, th- what I'm thinking what of, but there's like Tor. Tor is a is a is a web browser that doesn't let you be tracked. Yeah, and I think I'm, what I'm you're what you're a, thinking of is you could get a USB drive that has a full live version of Linux that's defaulted to using tor for all of its communication so you could plug that into any computer and when the computer booted up it would boot onto that linux instead of whatever operating system was installed and you could use that instead and therefore you could use that computer without worrying about 
that computer holding any of your information mm-hmm. basically that's some cia shit anyway yeah. that's not for a normal person no. per se <laughs> so no, no. Not a lot of work no yeah that's so i i believe what uh, berners lee is doing here is basically creating the google solution to like calendars etc cetera, etc cetera, through solid and interrupt creating a, a platform that people can use as simply as someone would log on to their gmail and so on except that in this case there is no larger company who's trying to mine your data who's trying to steer you through certain channels so they can have control over your presence. Does the article mention at any point what their Weissman score is for their uh, compression algorithm? No. For this? I don't know okay. what any of that means. What does that mean? <laughs> that uh, was some Star Trek Next Generation. It's show. all from oh, Silicon Valley. It's just Silicon Valley references oh, for, it's, uh, for, for people out it there. It says it's a 12. Is that how that works? <laughs> That's insane. Oh, God. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so what's what's he getting out of it? Um, Besides, like, now we can feel comfortable looking at porn again. Well, I mean, he he does not like what the internet has become. Okay, and he wants to he wants to save the world, and I'm sure he can you know he can sustain uh, that financially somehow. And there it is. There is maybe the business it. component, but it. Uh, sure. I mean, currently you can sign up for Solid right now. I have. There's hardly anything there. It's open to developers as of this, like uh, both <laughs> both Interrupt and everything else. It's it's open now. There's n- Virtually nothing to see there, but uh, but you can get a feel for for where it could go. Plus, you have to use the regular internet to get there. True. Yeah. And and how how is it going to be decentralized? Is he just going to create like Tor like VPN tunnels, or are we talking like mesh networks through all of our cell phones or something? I think it's only it's I think it's isolated. Is that what we're talking about here? Well, the the data is isolated. The personal data is isolated. So it has to be portal, some sort of a tunnel. Yeah, I, and personally, I'm I'm not sure. And as we've very much established in past conversations about the internet, I am nowhere near qualified <laughs> to have these discussions. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I'm I'm not sure, but I'm very I'm I really hope that this succeeds because I I need as someone who is not particularly adept at at doing internet things that can help me live the life I want to live of a free and clear internet. I need the ubiquity of Netscape. I need that simplicity. I need right. to not have to think about what I'm doing and just do it well. Make a, you know, make a conscious decision to do the right thing, but not have it be so goddamn hard for just to to live my I do I do so many complicated things. Let me just have some streamlined stuff in my life. For have fuck's your sake. Private life online private yes. without having to jump through 100 hoops. Yes, and and never and never worry about interfacing with an AI digital assistant who is going to ultimately be steering me in the direction of light or or using my information to to puppet me some way, I don't know. We I'm, use our AI digital assistant to turn the lights off when we go to bed because we're too lazy to get up to turn them off. Yeah, I have a Google Home in every single room yeah. in my house. We have the, my, the, I yeah. actually say anything. I actually have a personal project. My goal is my personal goal is to never touch a light switch or a device with my fingers ever again. And oh. I am almost there. <laughs> well, they just I'm, I'm melt the Alexa microwave, <laughs> so... Oh, yeah, there's Alexa-enabled microwave now. Yeah. But we use our Alexa Good to turn the lights grief. off. So now she has... not too lazy to get up to turn them off. Now she definitely has a way to kill you. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. I mean, I don't exactly know how to weaponize a microwave if you don't have arms, but maybe no. she could find a way to have arms. Do you have the Alexa artillery drone yet? I do, um, but, uh, you know, I made sure to uh, face it towards the neighbors. <laughs> well, the one's behind us, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it only does 180 degrees, so. <laughs> nice <laughs> foreshadowing, by the way. <laughs> I can't wait to look back at this episode or listen back to this episode when that becomes a real thing. And we're like, screwed. <laughs> like, do you remember that time Bor was talking about the Amazon artillery drone? <laughs> <laughs> and then John blew up the neighbors. It's for security. We were so naive. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nerdy Show. We'll see you in a couple weeks with an all-new deluge of geek crap from our butts. 
to your ears. Do you mean uh, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse? That's the spice. Yay! <laughs> Adios. Desposito. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.